From a widow's sacrifice to Esther's courage, let's explore how fasting can transform our spiritual lives. This is Cherie. Welcome to Meditating the Word. It's day 17 of our 21-day fast. Today, we are going to review chapters 6 through 10 of Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough, a practical guide to nine biblical fasts by Elmer L. Towns. The Widow's Fast, Embracing Compassion and Sacrifice Chapter 6 introduces us to the Widow's Fast, a journey of self-sacrifice and compassion. The prophet Elijah was sent to Zarephath where God had directed a widow to supply him with food. Now this widow was gathering sticks to cook up the last of her flour for her and her son. It would be their last meal. Yet, she was willing to share her last food with Elijah, and through her sacrifice, God provided for her, her son, and the prophet until the famine was over. This fast is also inspired by biblical figures like the prophetess Anna, who dedicated herself to worship through fasting and prayer, and the poor widow who gave her last two mites everything she had. A young boy who was willing to give up his lunch of five loaves and two fish so that 5,000 hungry people could be fed. Someone else must have made a similar sacrifice when Jesus fed the 4,000. In 2 Corinthians, we read about the Macedonian Christians who gave out of their poverty to provide for others. During the layman's prayer revival in 1859, Thousands of Christians skipped their lunches, saving money to help those suffering from the bank collapse. This type of fasting calls us to become others-oriented, recognizing our blessings and redirecting our resources to help those in need. It's about disciplining the body to strengthen the spirit, allowing us to be more receptive to God's direction. The steps outlined by Towns for this type of fast are Step 1. Become others-oriented Step 2. Recognize your own blessings Step 3. Use some of your grocery money for others Step 4. Fast and pray for guidance Step 5. Pray for those you help Step 6. Identify with others suffering Step 7. Consider a long-term investment. Some people go on to make lifestyle changes that allow them to continue to contribute to worthy causes. The St. Paul Fast, Seeking Wisdom in Decision-Making Chapter 7 focuses on the St. Paul Fast, a pathway to wisdom and clarity in decision-making. Here, fasting becomes a tool for aligning our will with God's, opening us up to His guidance through various means, including scripture, prayer, and the counsel of friends. This fast involves a multi-step approach to decision-making, encouraging us to define problems, gather information, and commit to our choices with a heart open to divine wisdom. He discusses the Maxwell Rule for decision-making. 
The wrong decision at the wrong time is a disaster. The wrong decision at the right time is a mistake. The right decision at the wrong time is unacceptable. The right decision at the right time is success. Most of life is a choice. When we have good information, we usually make good choices. Towns urges us to have a decision-making strategy and lays out the steps one should take in committing to the St. Paul fast. First, make time to listen for Jesus' voice and meditate on what you hear. Second, ask and answer questions about yourself and let God ask questions by speaking to your conscience. Third, recognize the objective truth, whether God speaks with loud authority or with a still, small voice. We have to listen to hear him. We can lie to ourselves about the truth, but truth remains truth. Fourth, stop all self-effort and yield to God. Fasting is not a time to sweat. It is a time to sacrifice. It's not a time to labor. It's a time to yield. Fifth, pay attention to the physical. The outward stance should reflect the inward stance of the heart. Sixth, pay attention to the spiritual. Search with your whole heart and allow God to search you and show you what is there. Allow Holy Spirit to teach you. Seventh, obey what you learn. Make a list of everything you will do after this fast. Eighth, be willing to be patient. You may only get preliminary direction. You may have to fast a second or a third time. Sometimes the answer will come gradually, like the dawn of a new day. Ninth, be open to insights from others. God may give you an answer through someone else. Tenth, prepare to be misunderstood. You stand alone before God. Your communion is solely with Him. Don't be surprised if others don't understand. Plan some Bible reading that isn't directly related to your decision. Write and rewrite the decision you need to make. Write out the facts and review them with prayer. Write all the possible solutions before attempting to make a decision. The Daniel Fast Nurturing Health and Healing In chapter 8, we read about the Daniel Fast, aimed at enhancing physical health and spiritual healing. This fast involves abstaining from rich foods, focusing instead on necessities to cleanse and renew the body. It reflects a belief in the body's inherent ability to heal and regenerate, a process that can be supported through disciplined eating and prayer. Faith and prayer must be joined. Faith, prayer, and fasting. The steps for a Daniel fast are, step one, be specific. Daniel would not defile himself. He had a desire for a strong physical body with which to serve the Lord. Step two, fast as a spiritual commitment to God. Step three, Reflect inner desire by outer discipline. You must make a wholehearted commitment to discipline your body through your food choices. Time spent in prayer 
a faith statement for a specific purpose. Step four, pray to perceive sin's role in poor health. Sometimes it may be reflected in poor food choices or gluttony or not taking proper care of your body, which is the temple of the living God. Step five, fast as a statement of faith to others. Faith is acting on God's word, but don't become hyper-spiritual or reclusive. Step six, learn the effects of the foods you eat. Proper diet will generally cause a person to live longer. Step seven, yield all results to God. Step eight, deal with the possibility of the fast's failure. Don't terminate your fast or cut it short. Keep your commitment to God. The Daniel fast will lead to spiritual insight. It's longer than one day. It's a partial fast. It includes healthy food. It requires abstinence from party food. The John the Baptist fast, expanding our spiritual influence. Chapter 9 introduces the John the Baptist fast, a commitment to living a life that radiates the light of Christ. This fast is about more than abstinence. It's a holistic approach to life, encompassing our diet, lifestyle, and personal testimony. It's a call to stand apart, living by standards that reflect our vow to God and our dedication to being a positive influence in the world. The steps to take for the John the Baptist fast are, first, attach your diet or fast to your desire for influence. Make a decision to serve God. There is also power in a separated life. Christians must dare to be different from the world to be influential for God. Second, write out the testimony you want, the areas in which you want to influence others, the people you want to in, the people you want to influence, the events you want to influence, the place where you want to establish your testimony. Third, determine to be a person of the vow. John the Baptist lived among people but lived by different standards. You vow a vow to God, and you demonstrate your vow by being different. You eat differently, and you live differently, because you expect a different influence from your life than people of the world expect from their lives. Fourth, submit your total lifestyle to Christ. There must be a heart response to God. It should even be reflected in the clothes you wear. Does the way you dress bring honor to Jesus Christ? Fifth, decide whether your fast is an event or a process. Sixth, adjust the fast duration to the problem. Write out your dietary changes and determine the duration of your fast. Write out the purpose, make a vow, and sign it. Seventh, Short-term fasting for your testimony. Pray for insight to understand the problem. Pray for a strategy to solve the problem. Pray for strength to deal with the issue. And pray for God to providentially work behind the scenes. Eighth, know the nature of a Christ-centered testimony. Recognize your limitations. He must increase, but I must decrease. 
This isn't mere legalism, trying to please God through a work of the flesh. The Esther Fast, Seeking Protection and Overcoming Adversity Finally, Chapter 10 discusses the Esther Fast, a powerful tool for seeking divine protection and overcoming spiritual battles. This fast is a response to immediate threats or challenges, invoking God's protection and wisdom. It emphasizes the importance of understanding the nature of our battles, submitting to God's authority, and combining prayer with practical action. Steps for the Esther Fast are Step 1. Recognize the source of danger. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Step 2. Realize the nature of your battle. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Step 3. Recognize whose authority protects you. Step 4. Fast and pray for protection. Step 5. Know the limitations of prayer and fasting. Fasting and prayer isn't a fix-all solution. Remember, Esther's fast didn't change the decree. It didn't make the king call the queen. It didn't solve the crisis. God does not violate the free will of people, nor the nature of his laws. Step 6. Gain power from corporate fasting. Because this was a national problem, Esther called for all God's people to fast in response. When the problem is personal, the fast should be personal. Step 7. Fast to overcome spiritual blindness. Satan will try to wipe out any discerning spirit you have. His first strategy is to blind your mind from understanding spiritual things. Fast for a strategy of victory. Step 8. Fast with common sense, not recklessness. Too often we pray and enter into a fast and then sit in our rocking chairs waiting for God to solve our problems. Be in the right place. Wear the right clothing. While you are on your knees, pray as though everything depends on God. But when you arise, work as though everything depends on you. Put on the whole armor of God. Use judgment and wisdom. Step 9. Pray for spiritual protection. We can pray to God for protection, and God will send his ministering angels. The Esther fast can also be taken for the spiritual protection of your pastor or other church leaders. Each type of fast discussed in these chapters offers a unique way to deepen our spiritual connection and live out our faith more fully, whether it's through compassion, decision-making, health, influence, or protection. Fasting is a multifaceted discipline that can profoundly impact our spiritual journey. I hope these insights inspire you to consider how fasting can enrich your own spiritual practice. This is a powerful book on fasting and one that I highly recommend. You'll find a link in the show notes. Okay, my disclaimers. 
I am not a medical professional, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Please, if you fast, fast responsibly. If you have any underlying health issues or an unhealthy relationship with food, do not fast. And if you're going on an extended fast, it's a good idea to check with your doctor first. I am loving my fruits and veggies. I regained another half a pound. I'm still drinking a gallon of water a day and walking at least 10,000 steps. And I continue reading God's word, praying and speaking God's promises over my life and circumstances. Remember, if you go on an extended fast, it's important to return back to a normal diet gradually. The longer you go without food, the more gradually you need to break your fast and return to a normal diet. So, I will spend a full week on a Daniel fast before going back to my normal diet. All right, let me pray over you. Father God, we approach your throne with hearts eager to journey through the discipline of spiritual fasting as we seek to deepen our connection with you. For those striving to cultivate a spirit of compassion and self-sacrifice, guide them and strengthen them. Give them a spirit of generosity and willingness to share, reflecting your boundless love in action and sacrifice. For those in search of clarity and wisdom in decision-making, Enlighten their minds and their hearts. Help them to discern your will amidst life's crossroads, trusting in your guidance to lead them down the right path. Father, for those in need of healing and rejuvenation, both of body and spirit, may their bodies use this time to repair and regenerate the way you designed them to do. As they temporarily set aside earthly indulgences, may this act of fasting renew their strength and bring the healing you have already provided to every cell and fiber of their bodies. For those in pursuit of boldness in their witnessing and testimony, empower them to live lives that shine your light into the world. May this period of fasting be a testament to their devotion, inspiring them to lead lives that glorify you in every word and deed. Father, for those going through a time of adversity, may they find refuge in your protective embrace. Give them the courage and fortitude to face challenges with unwavering faith, knowing that your presence is their shield and their strength. Through this spiritual practice of fasting, may each of us grow in our spiritual journey, drawing nearer to you and the abundant life you've provided. Strengthen our resolve and fill us with a deeper understanding of your love and purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me on Meditating the Word today. This is Cherie, reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.